0: Ah, it's the Dirty Whoers podcast. Yes, I like profanity. Now, entertain me, you fuckers.
1: Dirty Whoers. Cross-Atlantic nitpicking about Doctor Who. From
0: four grown adults
2: who should probably know better. From four grown adults who should probably be
1: working. We're not afraid to say it like it is. All the word bollocks. www.dirtyhoers.com.
2: Follow us on Twitter at Dirty Hoers.
3: If you like that kind of thing. We're also on Facebook. Deal with it.
1: Geronimo!
0: Fantastic. L on C Cock. With your hosts.
1: Number one assistant. Terry Life.
3: Oolon. Sputters.
1: Sputters. Resident Pixie. Fuchsia
3: Begonia.
0: Lord President Sen.
3: Right, good evening everybody. Well, Sputters is feeling his age at the moment, or at least I think that's what he said he was feeling. So... <laughs> I will be doing the introductions. What we're going to do is we're going to have a bit of an overview of the first three episodes of the new series. 7.2 or A or whatever the hell you want to call it. That's the Bells of St. John, the Rings of Akhenaten and Cold War. Sorry, I know it's not Akhenaten, but as soon as I see that, I just think Akhenaten. I know. Um, do you know what I
0: was going to say? Is yeah. that how you pronounce it? <laughs> 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 or,
1: there's another way of pronouncing it. ak <laughs> So I think we
3: will have ratings for each of the individual episodes and then we'll just bitch about it or bring up the things that we enjoyed. <laughs> do we want to do an overview of the rating system or do you think people have probably got that by now?
0: It's on the blog
2: on with the pictures.
3: Blog. Thank you, Terry. You're welcome. Yes,
2: Good pictures, no less. I'm especially a fan of the $5 horror.
1: What picture was that? Is that Adric? Adric. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Brilliant. I'm so sorry. Mel for the free blowjob. I apologize to people uh, who grew up thinking Adric was awesome. I'm sorry.
0: And there could only be one, for. well, possibly Ian Chesterton as well, but there could only have been one for the $50 and you went for Sarah Jane. Yeah,
1: that, I, think. I had to go for Sarah Jane. Yeah.
3: Although for the female listeners, yeah, Ian is definitely the suitable alternative. But. Yes, he's hot. He's good. So, ratings for Bells of St. John, written by The Moffster,
1: and directed by Colm McCarthy.
0: Ten, but it rang my ding <laughs> A solid ten.
1: Good tip. A 10. Maybe buy them some sort of trinket or something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hire whatever it they're called. You, didn't it?
3: I'd have to say five, maybe with, I don't know, book on how to write a plot. Wasn't a great fan of this one. Rings of Akuten, written by Neil Cross and directed by
1: Farron Blackburn.
0: Okay, I'm going to go for a flat 20. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wow.
1: want a flat 20. Okay. I'm going to uh, give it a five.
0: Five,
2: and that was because I didn't have any ones in my wallet.
3: I would actually give it a 10 and a pat on the back. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> well done. Good try. Yeah. And then we had Cold War, The Return of the Ice Warriors, written by Mr. Gatiss and directed by Douglas McKinnon.
1: I'm giving this one a 20. I liked it very much.
0: 20 with a solid tip. She can spend the night. I'm going to go 20 as well with a decent tip. What would be a good tip?
3: Look both ways before you cross the street. Yeah. If, if you're nice. going to cast David Warner, make sure you make good use of him.
0: Oh, very good.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be rather conservative. I'm going to go for ten with possibly a sandwich.
0: A sandwich.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Have a pat on the back and there's some egg and crest.
3: <laughs>
0: Particularly like the oral.
3: Oh. There we go. Actually, we're not doing too bad in terms of ratings approval this time around. Bells of St. John,
1: Mr. Moffat's latest entry. What did we like about it? What did
3: we not like about it?
1: I like that it was set in London, the ordinary setting of the cafe, the little neighborhood where she was living. There was some great dialogue, nice little back and forth banter between the doctor and her. I like that she was not performing as a predictable companion and that threw him off. Well, do you want to come Come with me. I don't know. Come back tomorrow. I'll think about it. Yeah. And he's like, but uh, that's just like fucking five minutes for me. What is the big deal? Just come now. You know, (laughs) it's like, no. Come back. And I know some people thought the doctor seemed a little stalkery. Oh dude, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah. Really?
0: No, I didn't get that. I thought the opposite. I, I thought he was very fatherly.
1: Exactly. I, I thought grandfatherly. He was patting her head when she was asleep and he brought her cookies that was really and sweet. I keep seeing a bit of this grandfather doctor, mm-hmm. the way he behaved with Susan, and I think that's on purpose. And I'm very yes. curious about the woman in the shop who wrote down the number. I hope we get an answer to that someday. I mean, no, we will That's won't. one of those things that they can just like never answer. Yeah.
0: Well, we still don't have an answer to the Doctor's mum and who had her eyes covered and, and all that. Yeah, and,
1: and I did enjoy the Doctor Who IT crowd skit at the beginning. That was really yeah. cute. And a little callback to the Eccleston answering the phone. That was also a Moffat story. So he's sort of referencing yeah. himself a lot in this season. Yeah. He's not uncharitable, run out of ideas. <laughs> no, I, I think he does it differently. And the Doctor rides a triumph. Triumph, okay, because mm. Pertwee wrote a Triumph. Yep. And, so it's, yep. Uh,
0: and it's a classic British motorbike. Yeah.
3: yeah. So Does anybody else get the feeling that they're trying just a bit too hard to reference the classic series at the moment, though?
0: I don't give a fuck. I think it's Mark.
3: Yeah. I can't
0: have enough classic series references. Here's my shame. I'm putting it in a box.
3: <laughs> you right know,
0: over there. Oh, that, love it. Fuchsia, I would
2: agree with you if it was just thrown in, but the character has evolved to become a bit nostalgic. This Doctor has yeah. talked about, about the past. He's talked mm. about forgetting something. Things. I think the nostalgia is built in on purpose. It is contrived, but there's actually a
0: character reason for it. I'm okay with it. It's well done. Even still, though, they can just drop the word Zygon and that's me happy for, oh,
3: for six months. God. Seriously, you know? Yeah. Hope get the Loch Ness Monster again,
0: though. <sighs> yeah. Oh, yes. You might want to stick your fingers in your ears now, ladies and <gasps>
3: no. Here's
0: a huge spoiler. No,
1: no, no. Don't spoil what? me. No,
0: no. Stick your fingers that's in you, your ears, Terry. <laughs> you know who the monster is for the 50th anniversary, Terry?
1: Who?
0: Cygons, yeah. I
1: do know that. Well,
0: well don't worry about it then. I'm talking about <laughs>
1: this, it. it's, it's you, girl. Jesus. <laughs> had already spoiled it before you said to put my fingers in my ears. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, back to Coach Dean Hunt. Yes
2: very charming episode great character beautiful scenery wonderful moments with the doctor and Clara and that whole grandfatherly thing it was really kind of all shades of RTD mm. there were beautiful moments built around a really weak story
1: yeah I did feel that the story was really about introducing Clara not so much yeah. about the adventure and so yeah. that story was kept light on purpose so that yeah, they could not the f- address yeah. those things
0: I filled up with tears at one point and it's my quote of choice and I'm gonna say it now because my whole review is just based around this one little moment where he says it's a time machine it's almost time for breakfast it's always time for breakfast it's just so English and so beautiful and so doctor who that one little phrase that summed up traveling in time it's always time for breakfast you can always have breakfast and breakfast is the best meal of the day <laughs> <laughs> that's how you can live your life mm-hmm. yeah and that's what doctor who does that's how he lives his life It's so fucking alien and so different and I loved that
1: okay now I'm gonna cry stop it
0: the monk thing was dreadful it felt really weird and stayed yeah it did I didn't like the hover bike when I saw stuff before the episode I thought oh my god he's gonna ride down the gherkin on it but no he rode up a building and they covered it beautifully by a series of characters going Oh my fucking
1: yeah. Jesus shit.
0: Motherfucking Christ, he's not really just ridden up a building on a motorcycle. <laughs> that was
1: awesome. That was <laughs> Which is
0: awesome. exactly what we were thinking. And I think once again Moffitt has really shown his strength for taking normal things and making them very creepy. And this yeah. time he's done it with Wi Fi. And how many of us tried the next day to change the address <laughs> of our router <laughs> code symbols a- yeah. that might look like a- I did. I
1: Apparently know. that was <laughs> happening within minutes of <laughs> 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 the
3: cool? Somebody changed Marilyn Monroe's wiki. Page after the particular Doctor Who episode she appeared in. Why is anybody surprised? <laughs> I love
1: that Hoovians do that. It's just so cute.
3: Bless them. I think there were a couple of really nice moments in this. The bit where she's leaning out of the bathroom window talking to him. Dear God, the man needs to learn to get a better taste in biscuits because real jammy dodgers are filthy muck. What you want are the foxes' jam and creams. They're the really nice ones. They're the ones that people think they mean when they're talking about jammy dodgers.
0: That's true, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Seriously, yeah, jammy
3: true. dodgers are just yeah.
0: Yeah, they're minging. They're just a blob of hard jam. Oh, they're
1: disgusting. <laughs> and
0: a dry biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: Carrie, now... do you
0: have any clue what they're talking about?
1: <laughs> yes, I do know what a jammy dodger is. The ones I was thinking are very plain. Mm,
0: yeah, that jammy dodgers is yeah. ming yeah. yeah.
1: But I've always loved that. I love that chewy jammy part at the center. I love that. You,
0: you guys have Oreos, though. They're like the I hate biscuit Oreos. in the whole goddamn Oreos. world. I yeah. grew
1: up yeah. hating Oreos. and I never understood why yeah. all Americans love Oreos. I think they're crap. I'm sorry. Except
0: for Tagalongs, Obviously, Tagalongs are the best biscuit in the world and is the only reason to keep Girl Guides in your cellar.
1: Now, everybody hates me. <laughs> oh, my God. No, don't say that. Girl Guides. That's so cute the way you guys call them Girl Guides. Girl Scouts, me. We call them Girl Guides. We invented them. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> girl Scouts is so much easier to say, so much catchier. We yeah, Brownie's just seven <laughs> We improved on a uh, good idea. What the fuck are we talking about? Really? Girl- Brownie. <laughs> Should we go back to the episode? Could you? You probably- Should
2: we <laughs> maybe uh, talk about Doctor Who. <laughs> dip, dip, dip. Oh. Go
1: on, we are. We're talking about cookies, okay? That's yeah. very important. The, the bit at the end
3: with Celia Imrie, who bless her, was struggling with some awful dialogue. Oh. Where she just says, "Are my mummy and daddy coming soon?" Oh, that was yeah, that awful. Was nice. That was just so creepy. Oh. That was kind of it, though, because the rest of it was like stupid monster that had no point, that was unnecessary, because the plot kept changing its mind how it worked all the way through. And for a lot of it, I don't know the relationship between Jenna Louise Coleman. And Matt Smith. It didn't seem to be working as well as it has
1: in the past. It it seemed really awkward in places. They filmed these out of order, you know, because they want to get the characters used to each other. This might have been one of the earlier things that they had worked together with. Maybe they didn't have the rapport yet.
3: I don't know. The plot annoyed me because it was just so here, there, and everywhere, which is why it got the five. So, next one should be quite easy. Yes, Rings of Akhenaten, written by Neil Cross. Now, I had a bit of a panic because the prof was sitting there before we watched this one going, oh yeah, he was friends with the producer so they got him to write something and I thought oh dear god this is going to be awful but he actually wrote the series Luther which I haven't Mm, seen but most people I know seem to think is pretty damn hot so
0: it is it is good I was
3: pleasantly surprised with this one I think I'm surprised that you liked it the major problem with this one was the singing. Let's face it, dear God. Really? It was absolutely I unnecessary. <laughs> I had no
1: problem with that. Really?
0: Yeah, meaning that I thought it was very much for little girls. I thought it was part of the family thing and it was all about the little girl listen. A lot of it is about the relationship between her and a female
1: character. And the singing was lovely. I made me feel uh, like I, I was like, listening oh, cool. to all clear. it needed was fag
3: loiters really, people holding up their Siggy loiters at the end and oh, that that would have done it.
1: Real
2: no, sorry, go ahead, I'll wait my turn.
1: Uh oh, I hear something bad. I am
0: piling my vitriol.
1: (laughs) the, The singing
3: really didn't do it for me, I'm afraid. I thought it was very interesting that they actually planted the leaf in the first episode and paid it off straight away, considering that we still don't know why the TARDIS exploded at the end of Matt Smith's first series and various other plot things that have just been forgotten about conveniently. I thought it was a little tired in some respects they were doing the whole arrogance of the Doctor thing again, but I think it was also interesting to see that he still is sufficiently arrogant that he thinks he's the only person that can sort stuff out. Yeah, he is. He's always yeah, making not those promises.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, he have got out. 50 years of proof that he is, really.
3: I thought it was interesting the way they went for the whole Sapphire and Steel one on the railway platform. You know, mm. the fact that it was the possibilities of a life not lived that mm. solved mm. the problem. And
1: that was quite creepy in some ways. Well, I liked it a lot better in that episode of Sapphire and Steel if anyone gets a chance to watch it. Yeah, but that is one of the greatest ever pieces of television ever. It was amazing. So anyway, back to Doctor Who. I was going along with this story. I was really enjoying it. I was having fun. I love the whole Star Wars canteen a bit. No, it doesn't bug me that it reminded me of the Star Wars thing. I mean, what are you going to do? There's aliens wherever you go. It's got to happen. I thought the whole thing with the girl and the companion was great. Mm -hmm. I liked that. But then when it got to the point where they started speech and preaching and getting all righteous and glorious. I suddenly felt like I was in a born-again church. I hated that. It was really embarrassing. I totally got knocked out of the whole story. I just lost it. I was suspending belief through a lot of bullshit. I really didn't buy it because Matt Smith delivered that so horribly. That was like the worst acting I've ever seen Matt Smith do and he cannot do those big speeches where he like screams at the top of his lungs. You can deliver that much more potently with yeah. some quiet, especially when it's an over-the-top speech like that. I think it has more of an effect if you downplay it. And the planet is out of season. It's not Halloween. What's going on? Just make the planet have a sound or some other thing to express emotion but not the jack-o'-lantern look. No. <laughs> Say no to that. And I thought Jenna delivered her speech better than that mm-hmm. Mm. I wasn't as bothered by what she had to say and how she said it. So, But this but that is a part, conversation
3: we've had before, isn't it, about them overplaying things that really yeah. should be played much more quietly because they're more effective and they're yeah. more scary or they're
1: more yeah. emotional when they're played quietly rather than somebody having a hissy fit. Yeah, that was yep, bad directing. Ahead. I really think, I, I blame the director for not telling Matt Smith to pull back a little bit. That was horrid. I'm <laughs> Three done. Three
2: weeks later. I'm done.
1: <laughs> um, I'm done. Okay.
2: I don't know what kind of weird alternate universe we're living in here, but I absolutely agree with everything Terry said. Yeah. Especially the preachy part. That just mm-hmm. bugged the shit out of me. I mean, mm-hmm. really, I was just totally creeped out. I'm like, damn, some Someone's going to tell that whole crowd there to pull out the pill and all let's swallow the pill together at the end because I'm like, oh, these people. Okay, the doctor's the last Time Lord. He's the universe's last great hero or villain, depending on what race's eyes you're looking through. And he can do things nobody else can. There are, what, seven worlds in this system? Mm-hmm. and Clara is the only living being with an unrealized life. Really? <laughs> Come on.
0: Well, no, no, not the only one.
2: She's yeah, the only
1: one who thought of it.
0: She just happened to have an icon that represented it, and it was as you say yourself, a nice kind of cool twist. It's a good metaphor that we've not seen used in Doctor Who before, but seen used in other things that's really good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I understand what you're saying, and on paper, I think you're exactly right, Ulan,
2: but it never manifested with me. It, Muffet is getting repetitive because because Amy Pond's first episode was the Doctor out of his depth, and the human in their
0: first adventure finds a solution he couldn't.
3: Yeah, it was very yeah. beast below actually, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah
0: but that's very typical narrative structure for setting up a companion, though. Has yeah. he committed
3: mass genocide again? That's the one thing that I wasn't sure of at the end of the episode. You know, like, you just put their son out. Are they yeah, all yes. Right now?
1: I, yes, I,
2: I think about that
1: that. was so not resolved.
2: <laughs> there is a potentially poignant message under here, Ulan. You're right, and I think. It's all buried in plot holes the size of that jack o' lantern's mouth. Doctor Who yeah. always has plot holes. But this. Okay. But if they're glaring potholes, they really do show mm-hmm. down. Oh, it's, it's too much. If The Mind Robber, our previous episode, if that was a terrible premise flushed out too much, <laughs> this was actually a good concept and it stopped at that. No mm-hmm. execution. And that. Uh, moped, I love they call it. Uh, scooter. That special effects scene. That was like something out of a Tom Baker episode. So it's special, oh, yeah. It was a Flash
1: Gordon, exactly. <laughs> I was thinking was of the hot Flash. It. Oh!
2: How does the same effects crew do that in the opening shot when Clara steps out of the TARDIS?
0: I think I rode the visuals with this because basically they had the old Hellboy Goblin Market scene mm-hmm. where they had yeah. so many alien races and that things was cool. and really painted a world for me. And I've never seen that in Doctor. I've never seen a market full of different aliens and stuff. So that- the production value now on Doctor Who. Because there's loads of money in it I know. and because America buys it and yeah, shit like yeah. that. It's out the fucking other side. It really is. And in some ways, it's like listening to Motorhead on a really good stereo. You don't really want to listen to Motorhead on a really good stereo. It almost <laughs> just, I... <laughs> yeah, you don't want to hear the warts at the back of Lemmy's throat, you know? It's okay to listen to Motorhead on an Amstrad. And I'm starting to fill that a little bit with Doctor Who because there's so many things that we can't let off now because the production value's just so high, <laughs> So everything else seems such a massive counterpoint to the fucking gorgeous glitz and shit that's going on on the screen. I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Okay, I didn't mind singing. Have you noticed that there's an old villain in each episode, including this one? I think the was a great vampire. Yeah. So we've had an old villain in each of the first three episodes.
1: They've been referencing the old series a lot
0: they're being subtle they're not hitting you around the head with no. Daleks no um, no. You know? no and like if you
1: that. were a new fan you wouldn't know so it's fine
0: I didn't mind the preachy bits I found it a little bit hollow in the middle but it was all like little girls talking to teenage girls and having a bonding thing and shit like that I didn't give
3: a that fun. was <laughs> sweet that part <laughs> was <like> sweet <laughs> if you <laughs> did actually <laughs> <laughs> okay,
2: Fuchsia and Sputters, let me ask you something. Is this little girl known in the UK? No. Okay, I heard someone say that maybe she was on one of those contest shows or something. Oh,
3: she so might, you might been, I don't watch that
2: out. kind of crap. Okay, good. Um, 90% of the stuff I watch is American TV, so yeah. you
3: know,
2: that's my... So yelled across the room and said she's actually from America's Got Talent, which probably explains what oh. I was thinking, because really the title of that show is not anymore on because mostly America doesn't. So <laughs> now I understand. Okay. Spoken as a professional musician. So,
3: Cold War then The much-vaunted return of the Ice Warriors uh, We actually had breakfast last November With the guy who played the Ice Warrior, Spencer Who is a really smashing bloke he lo- Absolutely Are lovely guy me? Yeah, uh, completely by accident It was just because they were the only two seats that were left in the restaurant But, you know, we had a really good chat with him He's absolutely lovely And wow. appears to have become the go-to really, really tall bloke Monster of choice yeah. And of course, one of the great gods of British cult television and film The David War.
1: Who he has played I the Doctor in a big Finnish adventure. He plays Steel as well in their Sapphire and Steel Rates. He kind of was playing the Doctor a little bit. He was playing Hartnell a little bit. And didn't he say oh. a line from a Hartnell episode? I thought he said something about running around. That's for the young folk or something. He, he was a-
3: doing it very Time Lordy, wasn't he? And just because of the fact yeah. they kept referring to him as the Professor. And yeah. of course the last time I had a Professor, it turned out to be the Master. Yeah, And how good would that be? Oh, <laughs> oh, and they also God. referred
1: to the doctor as the professor Ace used to call the doctor professor all the time yeah. I can't remember which bit it was but there was just something he said and I turned to the
3: prof and said they're not lining that up that that's him in the future are they I mean okay that really oh. is a of the worst sort but you know it would be cool <laughs> Where he was trying to help Clara yeah it was <laughs> almost like he knew her or he knew something more about her
0: oh do you know what Clara really pissed me off because she'd been so strong up to this point and okay she saw a dead body but she really fell apart you know it was quite a counterpoint to the stuff that we'd had in the previous you know, episode and the episode before. Like. You know
3: I, I kind
2: of
0: like that though because mm-hmm. how many strong people do you know in
2: your life? People you really look up to that are really strong personalities. They've probably never seen a dead
1: body. Yeah, and seeing a dead body—it it means something. It adds that real dimension to life. To suddenly, okay. you're like, right, "Wow, okay, this is real."
0: That. I agree. I've seen some dead bodies. It's fine. But should have happened the episode before, and then we should have got the recovery episode. No, okay. can't have everything
1: happened in one episode. Oh, no, not even one you
0: episode. Them in the wrong happen. order. They're in the wrong order, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I okay. got gotcha.
1: you. And she was uh, trying a little too hard to be like, "Is this how I'm supposed to do? Am I doing right?"
0: I did something for the episode before. Sure. Yes. I think okay. you're right. you might
1: probably should have had Cold War before I- Akin The mm-hmm. character. Precisely
0: because,
3: because of that.
0: On a personal thing for this episode, though, in my head, from being a very small kid to seeing the episodes, I always thought Ice Warriors were in body armor because of the pincer yeah. claws, yes. big X's because the, the face. gentry etc. just have the face covered and the chest piece and have normal mm-hmm. arms and everything. And I was totally fucking vindicated.
1: Hey. Yeah,
0: but, but the, the thing that came hands. out. Oh man, the fucking hands. Mm-hmm.
1: They were yeah. a bit rubbery and crap
0: Because what submarines actually have a ceiling, do they? Because they fucking don't.
1: Do now. It's the overhead compartment for the l- for the it's luggage. Not an airplane. So that was kind of a base under siege oh, formula, yeah, right? Place. It was very trouting because of that, and oh. the ice warriors, of course. But I'm sorry, what kind of a mammoth fit in that kind of? Yeah, no. <laughs> mammoth. Like yeah, really.
0: Mammoth. I
2: hate to say this, but that plays into what Fuchsia was saying. The professor knew from the moment he unearthed it exactly what that thing was and he was taking that crew for a ride oh my god, and they were all
1: this is so cool because I love that guy I love that actor oh my god oh yes
0: <laughs> remember
1: <laughs> first
0: rule of Doctor Who Club Moffat fucks with your head
1: uh,
3: yeah.
0: second rule of Doctor Who Club Moffat fucks with your head <laughs>
3: We're probably making it way more clever than it actually is. But it's nice to think about it, isn't it? It is, it is, it
1: is. So this is the first time that I've ever really cared about the Ice Warriors. So they finally did make them scary and creepy. I loved that he had that weird psychotic crocodile energy where you can get kind of close to a crocodile and it's not really doing anything, but it's full of tension, like it's about to jump on you and kick your ass and eat you. Even when Clara was approaching it really cautiously, and there was this tension, like like, don't do that. Just don't. Don't do that. And then all all starts to break loose. I I I really like that. It would go from quiet to craziness, killing everything. The lizard sounds were awesome, and it still did the...
2: Yeah. Oh, and yeses. So, yes, yes,
3: oh, yes. Yeah. I loved it. It um, was great. Postscript well, by our good friend Mr. Briggs. There,
2: yeah, his
1: sterling I, role as every monster under the sun. Oh God, yes, a drink. <laughs> oh, I really, really wanted a character to say, "Do you think they'll let me raise rabbits on Gallifrey?" Um, uh, I was really missing that Red October. Yeah, it, it was very Red
3: October. I do wonder if that guy ever gets fed up of being hired when they can't afford Bernard Hill for something. The guy who's playing the captain, because he seems to crop up in Bernard Hill type roles. He's in Game of Thrones right now. In the last episode mm. I
1: watched he was fairly important
3: whoever built that submarine I want them to build me a nuclear submarine any submarine <laughs> that can come up through ice at that speed <laughs> and still have its dive cap intact, yeah. dude I want that architect
0: uh, it's been protected by a tractor yes, it was, was. It. yes <laughs> <laughs> Just
3: a, sorry but it was but it was
0: I thought that and then thought no it's fair it's
3: yeah, I think yeah. A criminally underused David Warner although what there was of mm. him was awesome they really shouldn't have let you see too much of the ice warrior it's always better when you don't get to see the bad guy properly we've seen ice yeah, but we've yeah, seen so skeleton see the exoskeleton
1: in the stories. But we
0: never... Could. Oh, yeah. We didn't really see the inside.
1: Yeah, mind. I was a little bit was disappointed a little with the CGI face. Yeah. And uh, and I liked it when different. it was in the dark and you couldn't yes. quite... See it. That was good. But once they showed it, I was like, yeah. ew. It eh. kind of yeah. just looked a bit
3: too gungan at points, so it was kind of like, Ugh.
2: I like that they didn't show the rest of the body, though. Mm. There's some badassery going on with those things out of their armor. Yeah. I mean, that thing was fast as shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice, nice alien problem? nod. And, and not a bad alien nod, as hmm. we've seen in some other Doctor Who. <laughs> Still
2: a shoulder. Best revival of a classic series Alien since the episode Dalek.
0: Mm. Yeah. Oh, mm.
2: I love it when Doctor Who does this because now we've seen Unit on screen for seven years practically. And we get the sense, you know, because every time Unit comes along again, they've found some new toys and they're a little bit more badass. And it almost feels like we're not on Earth anymore. And humans can't really be this good at dealing with aliens, right? They can't know this much. And I love it when we get plopped in a military environment, well trained, badass Russian sub crew during the height of the Cold War, and they get fucked over by <laughs> one ice warrior. I love this. This gives you an example of just how primitive and backward
0: us bunch of losers really are. In the Doctor Who universe, the lizards always come oh. They were there before us on right. every planet, and they they can kick our yes.
2: out. Okay, sorry. Conspiracy theory here. Oh. Now you're going to get one from me. So this guy's been in ice for uh-huh. 5,000 years, and that was when the ice warriors were at the height of their civilization. Really? I was looking at his head, and I know there's a huge gap between the Silurians and the ice warriors time-wise. 5,000 versus like, you know, 66 million years. Right. But I'm beginning to wonder if there isn't a connection here.
1: I was thinking they're both lizard species.
2: Well, they're not just both lizard species. I mean, we're talking about neighboring planets here. So mm. I'm actually beginning to wonder. We already had it revealed that part of the Silurians went into space when mm. they fled Earth. Right. Could they have fled next door? Mm. Are these Silurians? I don't know. Oh. It was just something that ran through my head. In order for me to think like that, an episode has to be inspiring. Because it makes me go away and, and start brooding for a while after. <laughs> And there were plot holes, but yeah. God, this was fun! It's great sci-fi. The yeah. whole everyone trapped in a bottle with a monster and this thing—ass <laughs> classic, stupid
0: second-in-command. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All the yeah. big yeah. icons. Yeah. I thought with that, and I was well. okay yeah. with the stereotypes in this because it was well played. And mm. you know, Gaidis seems to have a way of doing that. This is not the first time he's written to a bunch mm. of stereotypes, and they're really good.
3: After and Quiet Dead, which is that question, his best episode. This is the second best yes. one. Yes. Really mm-hmm. disappointed with some of the other ones he's done, but
1: this felt like a good return to form. Uh, my only really kind of bad niggle was that the captain kind of went along with the doctor almost too easily. I was kind of agreeing with the second in command for a minute, going, well, "Why are you trusting the doctor so easily?" <laughs> <laughs> Whatever.
2: Well, I don't have an explanation
0: for that either. Yay
1: for
3: yeah. that! <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: That was
2: right. well, yeah. Actually,
0: it was funny. I was watching it with a friend, Phil. And I went <laughs> And he went. What? What? And, oh, I bet that's the yeah, half. Yeah. I did just think. Oh, was, oh, do you know? I nearly said, oh, "I've done that myself."
1: <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when that happens.
0: But I have in second life. I
2: love it that it went to the opposite pole. Opposite <laughs> <The> pole. <laughs> Typical. It was also the first nod to the new console room because mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. been tinkering. That was the first official nod to him rebuilding and tinkering. They made such a big deal out of it the last time when the TARDIS regrew itself. So And I thought they went a little bit overboard with that. Now, this time it was just, oh, yeah, I was tinkering, tinkering, Mm -hmm. dude. That's beyond tinkering,
0: man. (laughs) You built a whole new
1: it's just
0: fucking around with a few sassins on the chameleon circuit because basically it's like a chameleon circuit. Right, exactly. That's all.
1: Yeah, I was just like tinkering and I fucked it up again.
0: I love it. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but he's done quite a bit more tinkering. He did some in the last season, too, because there's all this sitting
2: underneath. Mm-hmm. Him. Oh,
1: that's right. Lots of
0: playing
2: with It's a
1: thing. They've brought back the tinkering. Yeah.
2: I would like to make a shout-out on our Facebook page or our blog. If there are any fans left who only watch the new series, if we haven't driven all of them away by our banter, I would like one of you to write and speak up about if you got lost with all of the nostalgia in this episode. Because I just loved it, but it may have been a little bit over the top for someone who wasn't well-versed
0: in the classic series. Sen, yeah, you wonder if people notice if
2: they're not. Really.
1: Son, why don't you just log in and pose that question Sen. on the 30 Hoors page? <sighs> I'll put in the effort, fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> he should catch a trap shot. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, it's tough for God. the president to actually take Shit. action. as other minions uh, uh. for him, but... <laughs> Yeah. Do we have any quotes from any of them that... Only well,
0: breakfast. <laughs> Only breakfast. Which is the best quote I've heard in, like,
2: forever.
1: Oh, let me see. if
0: I have
3: one.
2: Human souls trapped like flies in the world wide web, stuck forever, crying out for help. Isn't that basically Twitter? <laughs> That's a good Don't one. I
3: hated that five minutes at the beginning of that program. Sorry, I've forgotten about <laughs> that. Here is the entirety of the plot, which we will then spend another 20 minutes after the titles telling you about all over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, two quotes, three episodes... Oh, blimey, we're all going to have to go and have a lie down after this one. Thanks to everybody for listening. Oh, God, you idiot. And we'll do Carnival of Monsters next in our continuing journey through the Eleven Doctors. And for our sins at some point, we'll do the rest of them.
2: Are you guys really going to make us do a whole bunch of episodes together and hold me to 10 minutes on Journey to the Center of the TARDIS? If they do that episode right, you're going to hear the entirety of the $50 whore sequence on the podcast with me. And if they do it wrong, I'm going to have to invent customers. Words for this, yeah.
3: yeah. you not know it, don't you? It's the guy who did Curse
1: of the Black Shite. Oh no, you're doomed, Sen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's <laughs> hell. <laughs> oh if no, you
2: lock this up. I will come find you.
1: You've been listening to
0: the Dirty Hooers Doctor Who podcast. Follow us on iTunes or at dirtyhooers.com.
3: Find us on Twitter at Dirty Hooers. Oh, yeah, we're also on Facebook.
0: See you next time. This is like when they get Brian Blessed to do Have I Got News for You and they think it's gonna be a marvellous fucking <laughs> idea. But but then they have to edit it afterwards. <laughs>